like a little feather on my mic. Did you see that? I see Jess like... Yeah, I was like, what is this? What are you doing over there, buddy? Good morning. What's up, 6 o'clock club? It's Tired Tuesday, as Greg Carpenter likes to call it. And so Aww. you're feeling tired? Yeah. It's all right. Text us, 410-583-1065. If you're wondering what the 6 o'clock club is all about, these are the humans that are like getting sh- done. These are people that get up first thing in the morning and are like productive. That's you. So we just say hi. I know there's not, not a ton of people on the road right now, but like we're here with you. So text us. We'll shout you out. 410-583-1065. Veronica, good morning. Lucino and Hope are with us. Our kinder care ladies, Karen and Amber, are here. Jess R. from Westminster. Good morning to our Greek goddess, Diana from Annapolis. Jay from Glen Burnie is checking in. Big Energy Lisa is here. Lou from Glen Burnie, good morning. Sexy Dan from the Eastern Shore. John, the Annapolis locator, is with us this morning. Eileen from Sykesville. Marsha, Francesca, the nurse. Clever Kevin, your neighbor Terrence is here. Kelly and Art in New Windsor, good morning. Christine, Carol of Eden, Kathy in Parkville, and Mama McJam. Happy Tuesday. 410-583-1065. Hop on the phone with us. Who are these people? Who are these people? Make yourself seen because I cannot understand this. Today is National Cereal Day. Aww. And apparently, in Maryland, 89% of us create a bowl of cereal correctly. And the correct way to build a bowl of cereal, you get a bowl, you put the cereal in it, you put the milk in it, you eat it. Is there any other way that you would make a bowl of cereal? According to 11% of people in the state, yes. Apparently, some of y'all are putting the milk in first and then the cereal after. Why does that make me want to puke? I, it, it seems so much more gross. Now, hang That's on. disgusting. The theory behind it is that the cereal is supposed to get less soggy. What? I'm not. They, they just, that doesn't make any sense. I feel like it would get more soggy because it would hit the, like, the milk would take everything in. I'm, I'm literally just going on. I'm going on facts here. What they say, most people say, why? There's only 11% of people. You're telling me that it's visually pleasing to 11% of people in Maryland to get a bowl and pour milk. a ton of milk inside a bowl to see that first. It's not me. And then put their cereal in it. Don't shoot the messenger here. I'm just telling you, apparently, in this 6 o'clock club alone, there's 11% of us. If you look around right now with the cars around you, one out of 10 people have a bowl of milk in front of them at some point in the day. And look at it. And they look at it. And then they slowly, slowly pour their cereal inside. Who, who are these people? You need to you need to be known this morning. I just don't understand your rationale of like, there's like a right way and a wrong way. And this is... It's a gross way. It's a gross way for sure. It's National Women's History Month, so every day for the month of March, we're taking a moment to look at the way women have made the world a better place. And a Baltimore-based visual artist, Anson Asaka, created an exhibit to help us celebrate this month. It's called The Black Queen in All of Her Splendor and Glory, and it's about recognizing and celebrating black women in all areas of life, in every field you can imagine. And if you want to see this exhibit, it's actually going to be on display at the Catsy Gallery on West Pennsylvania Avenue in Towson now until the end of the month. Cool. 
Number two. Ready or not, daylight saving time is coming. This Sunday, March 12th, we spring forward by moving the clocks an hour ahead and lose an hour asleep. So be prepared to feel jet lagged because this legitimately messes up our internal clock. And it's definitely worse for everyone in the six o'clock club because we already have to be up early as it is. This is the one that hurts. This is like the one that's really painful. Yeah, this, okay. this is happening this yeah. weekend. So here are some things you can do to kind of soften the shock to your system. Skip that nightcap or heavy late night snack before going to bed. Um, reset the clocks for your kids a day or two before Saturday. So mm. on Monday, it's not the worst morning of your guys' lives. Smart. And also turn bright lights and screens off an hour or two before bedtime. Nobody does that. I know. I'm so tired of hearing that piece of advice. I was in therapy a couple of weeks ago and talking but you know about how what, bad though? my sleep is. She's it like, is what it is. It's like we hear it and we don't do it and then we cry about it. But true. like you need to do it. It's true. You need to do it. But are you going to do it? You need to. But are you going to? I do. When do you put your phone down? Bro, I'm telling you right now, have you noticed that my do not disturb is earlier on now? No. I'm, at, but I'm not saying when is do not disturb going. I'm saying when do you put your phone down? I put my phone down at 8 <laughs> p.m. and the do not disturb goes on at 8 p.m. and I put it down on my charger and I don't look at it. And what time do you go to sleep. 8.30. Okay. That's pretty damn good. Me, it's like four seconds before I go to sleep. No, dude, no. <laughs> Number one. And the big stars keep on coming. CFG Bank Arena announced the latest live concert coming to Baltimore. And this time, it's music legends Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind & Fire. They will perform in Baltimore on August 19th. And those tickets actually go on sale later this morning, starting at 10 a.m. Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind & Fire are joining a stacked schedule at the newly revamped arena this year, including Bruce Springsteen, Lizzo, Kiss, Janet Jackson, Adam Sandler, and Chris Stapleton. Is this, are they together? Or this, is it two separate shows? This Lionel is... Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind & Fire together, or is it together. two? Oh, together. Okay. Together. You, I mean, what do you want to say? You know I, what? I, will, I will say I'm more excited about this than other shows. No, I'm going to say I've seen Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. And it is pure joy. Like, if you ever just wanted to smile and groove I'm for sure. an hour or yeah. two straight, you need to go see Earth, Wind, and Fire. But it sticks with my theory. For oh, yeah, some reason. Yeah, we're definitely. We only get the old people shows. But this is dope. And it's, don't get me wrong. It's It can be a good show. Yeah. But it's still an old person show. We don't get the Taylors. We don't get the Beyonce's. We do get Lizzo. Maybe but like... we're ramping up. It's only March. <laughs> I think this is going to be a fire show. But I also saw a video of Jamie Lee Curtis saying that if we're going to be getting these shows, that why don't we get like a matinee? Like a 2 p.m. That'd be good. You feel me? <laughs> like two, Bruce two Springsteen <laughs> should be going on at 2 p.m. You know what I mean? This is Jess, and that was your top three. Did you go pick up Kiki yesterday? No, I didn't. Uh I got a call at the very end of the show that my dog, who passed away a week ago today, uh, was back at the vet. Mm -hmm. I had her cremated, and I saw the vet calling, and I knew that's what it was. And for some reason, I planned on after work just stopping by, but for some reason on my way over there, I just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I'm not quite sure the reason of why I couldn't do it, because all day I was like, well, maybe I'll, let me just go home and like take a nap. I'm kind of tired. And the vet's like, y'all, it's it's like three minutes from my house. I don't have to drive across town. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's literally, it's past my house, not on the way home, but like, it's not far. Yeah. There's no real excuse. So I was like, okay, I'll get up from my nap and then I'll go and I have things to do. And I was like, oh, I'll get to it. And I was like, oh, well, it's 4.30 already. They're probably getting ready to close up, so I just probably just go late. I don't know what it is, but I'm having like a hard time trying to 
give myself like the ability to go pick her up, I guess. Um, well, I, what, do they, what do they put her in? So she's in like a like a little wooden keepsake box, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like a little casket looking thing, I guess. So she's, she was cremated. And so that's you just kind of keep her ashes. My last dog was cremated too. And so I know what it looks like. It's like a tiny little shoe box because she was a tiny little dog. Mm-hmm. And um, But I just don't know... I think that's so weird. I feel like you need to get something special and cute to put her in. I feel like just just knowing that you have to pick her up like that is daunting. And I feel like a, a tiny shoebox is just so not her. It just seems so... It seems like such an uncomfortable transaction, right? Well, yeah. To like I go into the vet and they're to... like, what can we help you with? And I'm like, I'm here for my dead dog. And they're like, hang on one second. And they go like pull her off the and, shelf. And give you a box. <sighs> I don't, I don't know, but it, it is like, it's giving me like massive anxiety and I don't know if anybody else has been through this either. And I, like, I get it. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing that can be done. Like I have to go pick up this, this box of her remains. Like I have to, like, no, there's no one else that can do it. That it can't be like Uber delivered to me. Yeah. Like I have to go do it. But I think what's happening is that this will be like for real it. Mm-hmm. Like this is really is like the last thing I would have to do for her. Like everything else has been done. I finished all of her pet insurance stuff. I got this weekend. I went over to Barks and donated a bunch of her blankets. That's nice. And toys and some of her food that was left over. Yeah. And now I know that the last thing that I have to do for my dog's life is to go pick up her remains. Is there a way you can bring a different type of like vase or box and have them put her in? I feel like it needs to be a Lisa Frank decorated like it needs to Put like it needs to be it. sassy and cute because that's <laughs> just make it more fun. She needs she does she deserves more than just like a plain box. I'll bring some crafts. I'll bring some glitter and some glue. It and needs be to like, be something. Could y'all sass this up a little bit and let me know? You know, yeah. make it more fun for me to come me to come get it. Have you heard of kitten fishing before? <sighs> Do you know this term? I never heard of this term until this morning. I've never never heard of this term. I had no idea people were like using this term seriously. We'll explain it to you today in the singles table. Hey, you're now sitting at the singles table. Now, with Kramer. Mix 106.5. Why does it make it sound like it's a negative thing to be sitting with me at the singles table? (laughs) Oh, with Kramer of all people, not Kramer. No, it's not even. (laughs) Or is it just like, oh, and look who's here. It's Kramer. Yeah, it's more like that. Yes, it's true, friends. I've been sitting at the singles table for quite some time. Five years as of next month, by the way. (laughs) Like, that's wild. Um, it used to be cute, and I was like, it's been, you know, a year. Okay, so basically when there's news happening in the single world, I'll be the one to bring it to you. Tinder is adding what they're calling a dating dictionary to their app. Uh-huh. What they found is that they say 62% of people between the ages of 18 and 25-year-olds say they speak a very different dating language than the older people. And I say older people, <laughs> you know, people in their 30s, God forbid. So what they're doing now is they're basically including, and it, y'all, it's true. I've always said this. I have the hardest time, literally have the hardest time dating under 30, even like 
young 30s because it's like a different it's a different language. So this is a dictionary yep. in Tinder now. So you can look this up yep. and search a term I'll give and you, know what's happening. I'll give you a couple of uh, terms that are going to be in here and see if you know these, okay? Okay, that's kind of nice. Cushioning. Do you know what cushioning is? I don't know what cushioning is. It's basically when you have several backup relationships on standby in case the main one doesn't work out. So you're okay. cushioning the fall, I guess. I would think that would be like rotation, basically. Um, I think it's more of like a fallback. Like if you, if your actual relationship fails, you've already got somebody on the side to like go to. Okay. So like a cushioning. Uh, a dater view. A dater view. I'd never heard of this before. This is a date that feels more like a job interview. Oh. So a dater view. It's like all the questions are like. Oh, also, right. if like you're talking trash on the date you just had, you're basically being like it was yeah, a dater view. view. Terrible. Aww. Hard launch. You know what a hard launch is, hard right? Hard launch, yes. Like it, the official pick of the relationship, public pick when of the you relationship. Post it together, that's considered a hard launch. Here's kitten fishing. I don't know what kitten that is. Kitten fishing. Okay. Well, you know what cat fishing is, right? Yes. That's where you you act like somebody else. You use different pictures, maybe a different name. Yeah, different identity. It's basically. not who you are at all, right? Yeah. So kitten fishing, according to the new dictionary inside of Tinder, is where you basically just tweak or embellish parts about your actual life. So Instagram. <laughs> to make it seem more appealing than you actually are. So it's okay. not like you're somebody completely different. You're just like... Your highlight reel. I went to Harvard. Well, you, maybe you didn't go to Harvard, but like everything else is kind of true about you. Or like, for example... When I was on there, it was like, I'm six foot. I'm not really six foot, y'all. I'm 5'11". Why would you pick six foot? It's, it's close enough. It's close enough. So that's kitten fishing. That would be kitten fishing, okay? Okay. Last one, Riz. Have you heard of Riz before? Yo, I'm telling you, like, what? I, like could, I couldn't date someone in their 20s. It's actually charisma. Okay. When somebody has, like, charm, kind of knowing is having game. Now, yeah, instead yeah, of saying yeah. someone has game, Riz. it's now they have Riz. Okay. Lord of mercy. And that's the new the new words from the Tinder dating dictionary on the singles table today. This advice from a newly 11-year-old may just change your life. She's a 10-year-old who's really savvy. Just gets advice with dear Abby. Mix 106.5. That intro cost forty thousand dollars to produce. Yeah. So we need to really change the theme we so gotta we don't have it, a huh? year in it. But it doesn't. But we I can't feel like, but we it. can't. We don't have the budget. This is a very low rent morning show, y'all. Do we just keep it and then in parentheses we say eleven, and then we just like <laughs> just so we all know how she started? <laughs> Should was... we just bring back the nine-year-old Abby so we can just you know realize that she's literally getting older? <laughs> That's Beyonce on that track, y'all. It's very expensive. All right. Let's get into this. It is Dear Abby. In case you've never been here on a Tuesday for this, how do we do it, Jess? Abby is my 11-year-old niece, and she lives in California. I'm very close to my family, and I just talk to her about different stuff that's going on in my life. And so what's happening this week? It's a big one. Yeah, she just turned 11, and so I wanted to know the best piece of advice that she could give us now being an 11-year-old. Can I ask you for some advice? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I feel like this has become a tradition on the show ever since we started doing this. And since you just turned 11, I want to know the best piece of advice that you would give after being alive for 11 years. If you want to do something, do it. I post edits a lot on my TikTok. And like the first time I started editing, I was like, do I really want to do this? Because it was like super hard at first. And then as I got used to it more, I wouldn't have known that like I liked editing so much. And it's like the saying, if every pork chop were perfect, we would never have hot dogs. <laughs> do you have any goals 
for this year as being an 11 year old? Get better at drawing because I'm already pretty good. I just want to get better. Well, happy birthday. We love you. And we're so thankful that you share advice with us every single week. And I'm just excited, girl. 11's a really big age. Do you feel different at all? I don't know. Just different numbers. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Av. Love you. Love you. It's so just it's if anything you should take from this segment, how different is life for kids nowadays? Yeah. She's up here like, well, I'm editing this video right now. Like at eleven, y'all. I like, was nervous to make edits, but <laughs> like we were maybe using construction paper. At eleven, we may have gotten moved from like kid scissors over to the stuff that she scissors. makes is legit too. By the way, it's, and it's like crazy. she is so good. She's like an artist. She's so good at drawing. It just has to be weird to be a parent. With kids sometimes. Like, do you have these moments where, like, you're like, wait, at 11? Mm-hmm. What was, I, this was not what life was like. Yeah. This was not what it was, man. All right, happy birthday to Abby, the big one, one, baby. All right, this next segment is going to take some uh, ultimate trust in us and truth, okay? This time last week, we tried a segment called Mom Fessions. And what Mom Fessions was, was texting us and telling us the things that you did that your kids would never believe, right? Mm-hmm. As a mom, because you, you weren't always a mom, right? Like at some point you weren't. I, I want to turn that into a new segment today that we want to try called Wife Fessions, okay? We're talking to anyone that is a married female right now. And I'll tell you how we got this. There's an article on BuzzFeed right now it's wives basically are confessing the biggest secrets that they are keeping from their husbands. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as I'm reading through this, I'm like, damn, I wonder how many. Or from your spouse too. Any, any, any married female. I would say if, if, I wonder how many people in the state of Maryland have some type of secret that you're keeping and you've successfully kept from your spouse, we just want that confession this morning. Yeah. You can call us, and we promise we'll keep you 100% anonymous, okay? We have our voice disguiser ready to go. Or if you want to share freely, you may, but you don't have to give your name. Yeah. Or you want to text us, give it to us, 410-583-1065. Because here's my theory. Before I get into some of these BuzzFeed ones and we'll get to your calls, I know that in the course of being married for 5, 10, 20 30 years. I mean, nobody's perfect. We can't expect anybody to be perfect. Yeah. So what are some of these secrets that you're keeping from your spouse? Text us, call us, 410-583-1065. I'll give you a couple to start from BuzzFeed, okay? This says, years back, my husband and I were going through a rough patch. I started having an affair with a handsome man that I met at work. To this day, I don't know if my child belongs to my <gasps> husband. No. Or the other man that I had an affair with. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> I got to be honest. As the husband, I, I wouldn't want to know. You could just keep that one. Like Mario Winan said, if you're creeping, keep it on the low. Okay. Um, here's another one. It says, I lived a double life with another partner for six years. Oh, out of the 12 years that we were married. Oh, no. Oh, no. Six. Said, same city. I used a different name, had two wardrobes, two sets of friends. I was exhausted. No kids, thank God. I was incredibly selfish and neither of them know. And this is now that I'm in therapy for this, you know. Mm. Um, Let's see. This says, uh, during my junior year of college, my now husband and I were on a break. I ended up sleeping with a guy one time and it was the best time I ever had. Never knew. Never found out. All right. So what is yours? You're keeping this from your spouse. 
You can be anonymous or not. Your choice, 410-583-1065. We just want to hear, like, the story behind that wife fashion. Okay, anonymous, we guess you're in the voice disguiser. What is what is this wife fashion of yours? We're now divorced, mm. but the last three years of my marriage... I was having an affair with another married man, and we were just so obsessed with each other and couldn't find the time time and place to meet, so kind of rented an apartment and house together just so we would have a spot. Wow. Oh, wow. We just had a mattress, and... I actually cut back a day at work so we could have a dedicated day. Like, I'd leave for work. Wow. And instead, I would go to our apartment. And and your your now ex has no idea this even happened? He has no idea. Wow. And how, like... Uh, Do you still talk to the guy you were having an affair with? Once I got divorced, I think that took some of the heat out of it. Yeah. And yeah. we kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Man, that's a that's a doozy. I mean, like look, looking back on it now, how does it how does that make you feel? I feel very guilty about it. I ended up divorcing him because I couldn't admit it. Yeah. And I didn't want to carry on with this big lie. Yeah. So I kind of let it go. So. Yeah. Well, that is that is a doozy. That, that, geez, that is uh, a because I think really honestly, like in hindsight, like and people always say that like once you start getting caught up in affairs, you start to like it's almost like you start pushing the limits how far you can get away. Now there's like a legal document signed that there's an apartment somewhere else. You yeah. know what I mean? Like now we've got a paper you get trail. Lost in it. Like wow, wow. Hey, listen, we're not here to judge. Uh, it is a it is a wife fashion, and we appreciate you calling us today. Thank you. Text from anonymous. I picked up my ex boyfriend. From jail and continue to have a relationship with him for a year while wow. I was married. Oh, like I wonder, God, like that kind of stuff scares me sometimes. Like from, like, like I wonder, like he chose you obviously to call, yeah. right? And then it get, just kept progressing from there. That's wild. Okay, what else? Um, another anonymous text. My father left me twenty thousand dollars when he passed, and I did not let my husband know. I wonder how we would feel about that. Like, do you think that's like like a must that you would need to? Because it's not like I think I think there's a lot of different ways we could look at this. Yeah, you know, right? And maybe sometimes keeping it out of sight, out of mind, and just having that cushion there. That if they were in a situation and just being able to have that money, I'm sure he would not be upset about. Yeah, you know what I mean. What else you get? Uh, another anonymous text. My now husband and I already had a child together. We split for years and started to get back together, but I was still sleeping with my ex. I got pregnant and had a DNA test done with my ex while I was pregnant to see who the father was. It was my now husband's, but he has no clue. I bet. I'm not saying that's wildly common, but I bet there's probably more people than we realize in that kind of situation where like, you you know, a little messy there for a second, a little messy, Mm -hmm. and you weren't quite sure like how it turned out. 410-583-1065. Janet from Glen Burnie, good morning. Hi, good morning. You have a wife fashion for us. Yes, I have a wife fashion for you. And what is that? Okay, so basically, um, my husband of over a year now, going on two years, doesn't know 
and still believes to this day that I didn't go to jail. I went to the psychiatric ward for two months. Wait, 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 wait. What is this story? What had happened was um, I had an oncoming diagnosis of bipolar, and that is like what said it there. So I was arrested for, um, I threw a rock into my parents' window and a cop saw it. No. And so it was the state of Maryland versus me. Oh and, my God. And I knew my husband at the time and I obviously like, I couldn't call him and this and that all the time. So I told him I was in the psych ward, not in jail. And to this day, he doesn't know. Wow. Why didn't you want to tell him that you just got arrested? Because, like, time, and we are very religious. Oh. And um, I didn't think he would understand if I said I was in jail, because jail is, like, a harsh term. Right, right, right. So you you thought psych ward would sound sound a little lighter Better? in that sense. But like hospital, okay. you know? Okay. I'm you, in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. You think you'll ever tell him or no? No, I didn't. The grave because it doesn't matter. It because doesn't. in my eyes, I was in the psych ward because when I was in jail, I was in the maternity ward where you get like special treatment. You okay. get your own room. Yeah. You get like a one-on-one nurse. And I was there for two months, and I got out on good behavior. Okay. Never knows though. He'll never know. Well, thank you. Listen, he'll thank never you. know. Thank you for that white fashion. We appreciate it. Yeah. Anonymous text, I used I used to message his ex on his social media account to start fights, and then I would delete the messages. Wait, hang on, say that again. I used to message his ex on his social media account <laughs> to start fights, and then delete the messages. <laughs> that is some crazy, yeah, that's basically Kramer Karen right there. That's some Kramer stuff. I would totally do that. I'm going to put that in the old think tank up here, because I'm going no, to pull that one out later on. not do that. He would never know, though. Another text. My husband doesn't know that I take music lessons every week to teach myself an instrument. Why would you not tell your partner that? That is so sweet, though. But I wonder, like, what what do you think the reason is, and if you want to, you know, text us back and let us know 410-583-1065 like why why wouldn't you tell your spouse that why why would you keep that a secret but that's pretty good that you can keep that without him knowing for so long like what's this cello doing in your trunk <laughs> mm-hmm. another wife fashion i was actually married to my ex i was young and dumb actually only my mom and my family knows that i was married i was completely divorced by the time i am with my now husband but he doesn't know i was actually married he wow. just thinks that we were together for a long time got it that's a good one too 410-583-1065 let's get back to anonymous i'm sorry your wife fashion anonymous now on the voice disguise are for sure um, several years ago, I had an affair with my husband's boss. Your husband's boss? Does Are you still yeah. with your husband now? Yes. So how... And what makes it worse is that he's actually my husband's uh, sister's ex-fiance and the father of uh, their daughter that they had together. Okay, so. wait, I, I need a family tree here. So the father of your <laughs> niece, basically. Yeah. So how how did that happen? How did that progress to where you're having an affair then with your with your husband's boss? Um, they would. I would just always run into them. I actually worked with his mother. I started uh, cleaning with her, and I would always stop by the house. They lived together at the time, and we just started to having feelings for each other. How did it stop? And then on Thanksgiving night, um, well. 
I kind of stopped it, and he was kind of mad, so he's been taking it out on my husband ever since. Damn, man. And, and how long has that been? Um, It's been about 14 years. Wow. How long was the affair? Um, On and off for, like, a year. God, man. And, like, for 14 years, he's been taking that out on him. I mean, that, that is complicated. Yeah. That is complicated. Very. Um, would, I mean... Do you feel like it'd be best for somebody to get a new job or, like, maybe end that relationship somehow? Uh, I have tried I to tell him to get a new job, but um, nothing's changed. He so. just put in so much time. Okay, there we go. It's a wife fashion. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anonymous. We appreciate that confession today. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now, now. These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three, three. with Jess. Number three. It's Ravens decision day for star quarterback Lamar Jackson. In the absence of a long-term deal, the Ravens have until 4 p.m. today to apply the franchise tag to Lamar to keep him from becoming a free agent. The franchise tag is a one-year contract that every NFL team is allowed to issue once per offseason. It allows them to strategically retain a player on a guaranteed deal with a non-negotiated salary. So there's two types, either exclusive or non-exclusive. And the non-exclusive is cheaper, but it would allow Lamar to potentially negotiate and sign with another team. ESPN is talking about how and how and what this would mean for Lamar if the Ravens go with the non-exclusive tag. The Atlanta Falcons are on the phone call immediately, and they're saying, okay, here's two first-round picks, and here's 200 plus million dollars in the mark. Cool. And we're gonna, we got a chance to be really good for the next five or six years with it. Why would you even have the option for Lamar to have conversations with other organizations and for him to no longer be a Baltimore Raven if the price is right from someone else. I mean, they're not wrong, you know? Like, Lamar's obviously holding out, right? Like, this man's not chomping at the bit to get something done. He's waiting for the right deal. So, like, right. if this deal doesn't come through, mm-hmm. why would Lamar sit around? It's it's also unfortunate, too, because the cloud that's been over the team since this entire yeah, situation I happened, I think I a lot of a lot of football is mental, and yeah. I can't imagine what's, what kind of effect it's having on his teammates right now. Number two. A growing number of lawmakers want to give the president the ability to ban TikTok altogether. Citing ties to the Chinese Communist Party, some calling TikTok a Chinese spy balloon that sits on your phone. The White House is ordering all federal agencies to wipe the app from government devices altogether. TikTok is hitting back, saying a nationwide ban will hurt the free speech rights of millions of Americans. But a bipartisan Senate bill to give the president the authority to respond to threats posed by TikTok TikTok and companies like it will be revealed later this afternoon. Scares me. I'm starting to get to a point where I'm like scared of TikTok. Does it make me use it any less? Absolutely not. Mm. But for the first time, and I'm, I'm not a big like privacy guy because I feel like no matter what app you're using, yeah. they are taking all kinds. Man, there's so much information about you out there. It's crazy. Right. But this one, it's the fact that there's so much attention on it's creeping it. Creeping in, too. I feel like there's probably more than we can even really quite comprehend what it could do. I just can't imagine for everyone that has made a living and career off of TikTok. I mean, if this follows through, which eventually I think that's the direction that we're heading in, like, yeah. what does that mean for know, you? Man. I don't know. Number one. Creed 3 dominated the box office over the weekend as Michael B. Jordan made his directorial debut, brought in $58.6 million. Deadline reports 
that this is the best opening for the franchise and the highest debut ever for a sports movie. It's also the most expensive Creed film with a reported production budget of $75 million. And I totally forgot about this, but this is a massive moment for Amazon, who acquired MGM for $8.5 billion last year. They could have released Creed 3 on the streaming service with a, like, a limited theatrical release, yeah. but they decided to do theaters, and it obviously is paying off. You saw it this weekend? Fire. 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 Yeah. The movie is so good. And like you, I, I'm not going to give anything away because this just came out, so I don't want to give any spoilers, but I'm telling you that theater was so loud. Like you feel like you're watching a live fight. Wow. Like everyone's response, like we were going through it together. You feel every single emotion and it's awesome. Yeah, all right. This is Jess and that was your top three. <laughs> Today is National Cereal Day, and what I just realized off the air was we're, like, really passionate about our favorite, and it could be, like, your favorite childhood cereal or current day cereal. Yeah. But we have such a love for one brand. Because I think it comes from your childhood, so you're oh, super yeah. protective about it. Very much so. So what we're going to ask you to do in honor of National Cereal Day is to call and defend your favorite cereal, okay? 410-583-1065. I will tell you, if you call or text us, and you say anything other than Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you can get the hell out of here. Dude, that's so wild. You can get the hell out of here. Bro, You're a Cinnamon Toast Crunch person? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. There is honestly, out of any food I've ever placed in my mouth, oh my there has never been a more delectable item than the cinnamon and the sugar combined. You got Wendell on the front of the box, the most jolly looking dude of all time. Boo. It is the, per- the crunch is like just right. And no. after, hang on. No. After all of that, after all of that, you get to enjoy the most delicious cinnamon sugar milk of your lifetime. Yeah, you get that crunch if you eat it in the first 0.25 seconds because it is the soggiest you cereal. Be fast. That is the soggiest cereal of all time. That's not true at all. It is. That's not true it at all. is. Okay. You only have a small window to enjoy it. Defend, defend your favorite cereal, then go. Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks is the underdog. You guys act like Apple Jacks doesn't even matter. And I'm telling you right now, Apple Jacks is so crunchy (laughs) that it hurts the roof of your mouth and it's worth it. And it stays that way. And it's like this cinnamony and like kind of fruity action. And it doesn't need any marshmallows or anything like that. Apple Jacks never, ever gets the respect that it deserves, and I'm giving it the respect that it deserves today. It doesn't taste like apples, though. It doesn't it have to. It should be to. called, like, Sugar Jacks. No. There's nothing apple about it It doesn't all. matter. It's better. Mix 1065, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Kramer. Um, this is Debbie. I haven't talked to you guys in a long time. What's up, Debbie? Debbie, um, do, you, do you want to defend your favorite cereal this morning? My favorite cereal? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Captain Crunch peanut butter. Yo. Okay. Yo. Debbie, you went went so left field with that one. It wasn't even just a regular. But it's peanut butter. Oh, it's got to be peanut butter. Tell us why, though. Tell us why that one. Out of all the other cereals, defend your favorite cereal. It just, oh, God, the peanut butter taste. And the way it just melts in your mouth. I could crush. It destroys your mouth, but it's so yummy. It's so yummy. Oh, my gosh. You could crush a bowl of that right now. This is Juliet on line five from Hunt Valley. Juliet, defend your favorite cereal for us. Jewel, oh, you're on oh, line four. I'm on the wrong line. Yeah. All right, Ju- Juliet, defend your favorite cereal for us. I'm going to have to say Golden Graham. Wait, okay. what? Now, defend it. Explain why, because I, I will counteract what you have to say, but go ahead. All right. Well, it's 
basically little tiny graham crackers in milk that never get soggy. And I ate it in the 80s, and it brings back awesome childhood memories. Does it not just tear the roof of your mouth up, though? But Do I think that scars? needs to happen for it to not get soggy. <laughs> Same thing with Apple Jacks. Like, it's painful, but yeah. at least you can enjoy it. Like, when you go to the dentist and they say, what happened What happened to the roof of your mouth? And like, you know. Golden grass. You know. You know what happened. Here's <laughs> Golden what I'm, Here's what I'm going to argue that, because nobody in their right mind would go buy Golden Grams or go buy graham crackers and eat them with milk. You wouldn't do that in the first place. So, like, why would you want to put that in, like, a cereal? It doesn't make sense to me. You know what they're missing, though? They need to be in the, yeah, in the shape I mean, you, of a bear. You just got to give them another try. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I will. Maybe we should. That's what we should do. Maybe that's what we should do. We should we should go on, For like, today. a cereal tangent and for today and bring so these dumb. back. Who else are you talking to? Uh, this is John on line one from Marysville. John, you got to defend your favorite cereal. Frosted Flakes. Oh, Tony, the, Tony the Tiger. No. no. Tony the Tiger. No, don't Tony the Tiger me. Don't you don't dare. Don't Tony bring him into this. Bro, what are, you, are you like a fan of soggy garbage? Like why? <laughs> John, you got three seconds to eat that and it's over, man. That's all right. That's, that's what breakfast is for. Out so, the door. Hey, I like that. That's, go ahead, John. John's a busy guy. He's got things talk to do. Talk your talk, John. Right. 410-583-1065. Amanda from Pasadena, defend your favorite cereal. Cookie Crisp. Yo. I love Cookie Crisp. Oh, <laughs> that is the not- way they're hard at first, and you get that crunch, <laughs> and then they melt at the end, and then... At the end, the milk, you get to drink all of that wonderful cookie milk at the end. It's so wonderful. It's the best. <laughs> I was not allowed to have that cereal. It's not even a cereal. It's, it's literally a dessert. That literally, sure. okay, I will say, I think this is one that we can all agree on. I don't think there's one person listening right now. It wasn't my favorite. Is anyone even allowed to have that with their, like, parents' it's permission? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was, that was, like, the delicacy, man. And I had forgotten you all guys- about that. And when you got to see those cookies coming out, you, as a kid, you were like, oh, my goodness, I get all these cookies at one time. What? I mean, you are so right. That's a good one. Thank you for calling us. You're welcome. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com.